Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over and prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. if I have just pronounced that last name incorrectly. I can spell it, though. So what does a special Tuesday edition mean? Well, it means that today we will not be discussing Ponyville. Today we will be doing a customizer interview. And we will be doing it on Tuesday. Today is Tuesday. Second. And in my time, because I live on the Pacific Coast, it is 5.03 p.m., and uh, that means for those of you in Mountain Time, it's 6 o'clock, in Central, it's 7, and, um, and in the East Coast, it is 8, in, on, you know, out there. And, um, yeah, so hopefully in a minute or two, we will see on our switchboard um, the lovely SD Dream Crystal calling in. Um, I, she says, so I have her on Facebook, and she says, give me a second, my food just rang, bad timing is bad. So hopefully in just a minute um, or two, we will hear from her. Um, I suppose while we're waiting, 
I will mention that my pony news for this week is today I went to Build-A-Bear and I got the Build-A-Bear Rainbow Dash for my daughter Melody, otherwise known as Baby Pony. And she absolutely loves her Rainbow Dash. Um, we've got some pictures on my Facebook and stuff of her playing on it, and it's all very cute. Um, so we're still waiting for that call-in. All right, folks, sorry about that. I briefly was disconnected. Um, but I believe we have SD Dream Crystal. Let me just check. Hello? All right. Can everybody hear me? Can everybody hear me? Uh, I can. All right. Wonderful. Sorry, my phone dropped the call multiple times. So uh, I apologize. I have no idea what's going on with the Sprint Network, but if it happens again, I will have some choice words for them. Let me tell you. <laughs> All right. So I have on the phone with me uh, SD Dream Crystal. Hello. So, hello. Oh, good. My earpiece is working. Yes. And the two of us are in the chat room, and the chat room is working. So, hooray. <laughs> Well, um, let me pull up our interview questions. Were you sent any interview questions? Yes, I was. I got to pull those up myself. All right. Not that they're particularly difficult questions. Okay. And I want to thank you very much for uh, being on the show with us today. I know we were supposed to do this yesterday, and for some reason we had issues with the show scheduling properly. Ah. So we yeah. got rescheduled today. I got a message on MLP Arena about that, and it all worked out. 
It did. But I want to thank you for, for being so patient with us and coming back today. No problem. So uh, at, for SD Dream Crystal, for those of our listeners and downloaders who aren't on the arena or the trading post, um, are you a collector of ponies? Are you a customizer? I'm actually both. You are both. No, SD Dream Crystal, collector and customizer. Have uh, how long have you been customize uh, collecting ponies? Um, really, I must say it's probably about for officially for about three or four years. Um, unofficially, I guess it would be a lot longer than that. My first ponies were, of course, when I was a kid, and I still had those. And I considered and so myself as a collector. Were you a G, uh, was your first pony a G1, a G2, G3, or G4? My first, now, my first pony when I was a kid was the G1. My first ponies when I started up collecting was the G3s. And then I went back to G1. Um, And so you're customizing now. What got you into customizing? Um, actually, a friend of mine I thought I met on another site. She showed me the arena, and when there was the old arena, and I just kept looking, looking, and I looked at all the customs. I said, "Hey, I could probably do this." So I kind of started out like that. And what year was that? Oh. 2000, uh, I don't know, right off the bat. Um, let's see. Well, let me pull out one of my customs, my first ones, and that'll tell me what year. Uh, where is let's see. About 2009. Oh, hey, that's when I joined the arena, too. <laughs> that was a well, good year. Yep, good year. <laughs> All right, so do you have a site that, like, we can view your customs on? Like most DeviantArt? Customs, or? Yeah, most of my customs are on my DeviantArt account. Um, it's same name, SD, Dream Crystal, on DeviantArt. Um, the only difference is, is that it has the hyphen instead of the underscore. Okay. Let me... Take a look. See if I can get to this one-handed. That's why I have the earpiece now, because I couldn't stand it in the one-handed. I do need to get, like, I don't know, some sort of a dragon software or an earpiece or something. Yeah. Because let me tell I you, trying to... The computer and hold a baby. None of these uses uh-huh. sound. Well, I can tell you that um, a Bluetooth will work. Um, however, I found a earpiece that you can get with a microphone that you just hook up into the phone's um, uh, headphone jack, where and it works that way depending on your phone. 
Oh, there you are. All right. Okay, so to find her work, and she's got a lot of good work, is sd-dreamcrystal.deviantart.com. And, of course, I have been following you for some time now. Mm-hmm. And uh, you'll know me. I'm the person with the gray-haired senshi icon. <laughs> yeah, I get a lot of followers. I've been getting some followers recently, but I'm slow at getting anything pushed out because I work 40 hours a week. Yeah, we've talked Pokemon and trying to figure out how to uh, connect via Wi-Fi. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. All right. So just right off the bat, I want to say I do love your most recent custom pony. The one with the uh, ribbon hair that looks like a a plush pony. Oh, the Build-A-Bear. Yeah, that yeah, one was a hard-to-find, uh, I guess everybody would call it a fakie, but not so much a fakie. The only thing that's actually custom about her is the hair, though I do want to try to replace some of the parts that are detachable. Well, it is adorable. I absolutely adore it. I'm I'm proud of that one. That just proves that um, that anything, almost anything, can be used for hair. Almost. There is a lot more to use than just nylon. Mhm. All right. All right. Still talking in the chat room. No additional co-host at the moment. I can say that the Build-A-Bear pony is the one, other than my one of my other ponies, that has gotten the most comments on the arena and probably the most requested tutorial so far. She smiles for Mama. My little baby girl's just waking up. Yeah, Aww. she smiles for Mama. Yeah. So yes, I apologize now if I happen to periodically interrupt and make cooey sounds. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. All right. So you've been customizing since you joined the arena in 2009. Mm-hmm. All right. What is uh, your favorite type of pony to customize in? One, three, I, two. I have to say, so far, it's the G3s. They're a bit more. They're easier to a point, but there's quite a bit of them that are in various poses that I like. 
Yeah, they're they're a great one. They make some cute ponies. Mhm. What's your favorite G three pose to use in customizing? Um, I actually have two poses. One that I've actually customized, and one that I was thinking about customizing. But I think the pony that I got for it, I'm gonna probably restore. Um, the my most favorite one so far is the January Carnation pose which is the same pose that Suicide is in, which happens to be my first G3 that I actually got. Nice. Yeah, that's I actually think, a really wonderful pose. Yeah, I think most people call that the um, the confident pose or, pose or something. But that pose has been the one that I've used for my uh, two dark-toned ponies with the lighter color hair. Almost nighttime ponies, I guess, if you want to call them that. Well, let me take a look in your gallery and see if I can find them. Um, if you look in my gallery and select where it says custom MLPs and MLP restores, that's where they'll be located. All right. Is one of them Celine? Mm-hmm. That one is one of them. Yeah, Celine is very, very pretty. I really like that one. Yep, I like her too. And the other is Nightbloom? That's correct. That one, I like the design, but I think eventually I want to uh, do a V version of her with some different you know, I, have to say, I was going to say I love Night Bloom and I especially love the fact that she has red eyes not enough ponies have red eyes well technically they were supposed to be orange but I think the camera light is what caused them to look red and I still have both of these two in my um my custom collection. That's awesome. I, you know, I, I keep so very few of my customs. <laughs> I only have a few of the customs I've done in my custom collection. It must be really nice to have such pretty ponies that you yourself have done that represent mm -hmm. your work in your collection. And to be a reminder of some of the mistakes you made. Yes. I still have the first three ponies I did in my um my collection that definitely remind me of some of my errors from the past. Yeah, I have some of my early customs that I would like to redo and see if I can do them a little bit better. And I think as as an artist um and any of us that still have some of our early work probably have that go through their their head mm -hmm. every once in a while. Yep. The funny thing is about my first custom, she ended up eventually becoming what everybody called my pony Sona because I did so much of her and because her design was so simple.
I'm just passing the baby off to uh, husband pony so that I can make sure to give you proper attention. <laughs> yep. Which is part of why I asked to reschedule it today, because he had a half day at work today for some strange reason. But the planets aligned and it all worked out really well. Ah. Oh, that's the good thing when things work out. Yep. Now, I see you've also customized a donkey pose um, in your Lumina. Mm-hmm. What pony did she start out, out as? Was she a Minty? Was she um, a Lulabelle? Or? Let me think. She was one that had the present on her flank. Um, uh, trying to think of which pony that was. Let's see. I think I wrote down what the base originally was. Let me look. Nope. Oh, I can find out. It doesn't take me long. Razaru. Razaru, yeah. Yep, I've customized one of her before and turned it into a uh, turned it into a snuzzle. That's what I think hmm. I did with her. Yeah. But I like you. Yeah. I, I, I like what you did with her. The dye job is fantastic. Yeah, that was really one of my first dye jobs, and I can tell you that she actually sat for about six months to seven months as her uh, fall instruction from others, and her eyes still bled. So she's now got a light tone purple in her eyes, where the white is. Ah. So she's actually one that I want to eventually redo, but without the dye job. Well, you did, I, I must say, I think you did excellent work on her, particularly on her symbol. It's really delicate. Mm -hmm. I think I practiced that symbol like 10,000 times before I got it right. And I actually had to put it in a, in a one position where it would cover up an old ink mark that was on her that was so tiny, but it was still seeable. You know, that ended up dictating a design for me once, except it wasn't necessarily an ink mark. It was stains from the previous symbol on a pony. Uh, yeah. And unfortunately, she was uh, originally a twice as fancy, so those stains oh. were everywhere. But it's okay. I've She's done, still a twice as fancy pony. I've done a twice as fancy. Um, you know, technically, the only twice as fancy I did was a big brother pony. Or Daddy Pony, actually. And his symbol... Um, which Daddy Pony did you do? Um, actually, he's still a work in progress, but it was um, Daddy Apple Delight. And yes, his symbol stained his body. So it's still a work in progress. It's not in your gallery yet? No, it isn't. Um, he's actually been one of my longest work in progress ponies because I'm trying to figure out how to do the design. He's supposed to be a gift for a friend, and she's been waiting for a very, very long time for the for that pony. Oh, it looks like you've uh, done some G1s where you've converted unicorns into earth ponies. Mm-hmm. Your grandmother pony is adorable. 
Yeah, that one was also one of my first. Um, I actually changed, fixed her hair up a little bit better. Uh, so the picture on her is old. And she is one, she's one of the ones that I bought who had, um, it was a forced conversion because the person I got her from, uh, apparently a dog had chewed off the horn or something, or somebody cut off the horn for another pony. Ah. Well, it looks actually really good. And, yeah, that uh, was one of my... That was I'm one guessing of my by first... that hairline that it was majesty at one point. Yeah, that was one of my first ponies that I actually used uh, Sculpty with, and... Yeah, I could have done eventually a, a better job. I think I did actually redo her to look more, to look better than what my original design was. Well, I I have to say, I would not have guessed that this was one of your first because it looks really well done. Well, believe it or not, it is one of my first. And I have to mention, using the hair that I did, I would not go back to using that hair at all. So was that just regular nylon that you used for that? That was actually, um, I think, custom pony hair. Uh, the one site that somebody that eventually uh, was the customized reward not to go purchase from that site because none of the orders were getting sent out. And oh, I happened yeah. to get that get that in a trade with somebody. And I can say I don't like that hair at all. It feels kinda of like wig hair to me. And it very well may be wig hair. I mean in the yeah. end because we order online, there really is really, it, it, there's really no way to say for sure where people, where the hair suppliers are getting their hair. We can only That's take correct. their word for it. That is 100% correct. Um, I've actually used a couple different types of hair, and I must say that I do like the nylon. I've used sarin, and I've used other types of hair as well. And I'm, I really, I kind of prefer the nylon or something that I can find that's easy for me to get, like the ribbon hair. Yeah, so, I, I mean, you mentioned ribbon hair, and I've mentioned ribbon hair. So um, to reference one of the, our later questions that I'll just bring up now, it is safe to say that you're willing to look outside the box for uh, creative hair materials. Yep. And, and you know, I have to say, I think it's a good idea because, I mean, like the one rehair that I mentioned that you said is the Build-A-Bear pony, that has a wonderful texture. It's just truly phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And I've been doing a, some experimenting with that hair because one of my questions, when I first uh, showed a whip with the with the uh, frayed ribbon hair, somebody asked me if it could be styled. Well, 
I wasn't sure at the time, and I tried a very thing. I tried one way, my usual method for curling the hair, for normal hair, and it didn't curl. However, I did find that um, one of the ribbons I tested with, and it was a pattern ribbon like that, um, it did curl when I had it dunked in boiling water or microwave water for about two minutes. And it still holds its curl. That is so, really good to know. And that's something I'm going to include in a tutorial when, if and when I get around to doing it. I wanted to hold off to do, doing the tutorial because I based it off of somebody else's tutorial as far as how to fray the ribbon and whatnot. Not how to hair, free hair with the ribbon, but just how to fray it. So I wanted to see what the person that I got the tutorial from would say if I did one based off their tutorial. Well, yeah, I I really like it, and I like I like to know that the um, the ribbon hair curls. That's I may if I ever have time to do anything that intricate, because I imagine it's not a quick process to un undo the ribbons. No, it isn't. And it takes a lot of ribbon depending on the size of your pony. Um, that one took about one roll. And her hair is, the, her tail is about six inches long and her mane is about five inches long. And she only has one row of, um, in her hairline. So it took only just one, didn't take the full roll, but it took quite a bit of it. Well, I it think it, I, I mean, it's a, it seems to take a lot of work, but I think the results are totally worth it. It's a beautiful, beautiful pony. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm happy with it. As well you should be. It's, it is such a warm, inviting piece. I mean, it's just an awesome pony. <laughs> I... I wish I had one like that. Well, I was I was considering trying to make a mold of that pony, but um, after I saw how she's put together, I said no. There's no way I'm going to do make a um, copies of her. Well, she does look like she would be complicated to make a mold of. Well. Excuse me. The interesting thing about her is that she she does have a neck plug like a G3 and a G1, except it's connected to the body and not to the head. So it made it harder to get the tail out and in. How unusual. And her, eyes are, her eyes don't pop out either. I found that out with the actual Build-A-Bear um, dolls that I that came with her. Um, I actually ended up breaking the pegs for those eyes. So, yeah, she's not one that I would want to try and duplicate. Gotcha. So do you have experience making molds? Um, 
Not really. I've looked into it a lot because eventually I wanted to do a special project that required doing molds. Um, my first actual mold testing was trying to copy the casing around uh, baby by eyes for ponies to replace them. Um, that didn't work out so well because I didn't have the right materials at the time. Uh, hang on one second. Did you hear me on the treadmill this morning? Mm-mm. Sorry about that. I had to go answer my dad's question. No worries. So uh, which of the ponies on your deviant art, if any, was the first custom you ever did? You mentioned Um, that the granny pony is an earlier one. That is currently hard for me to... I believe the first one, the actual first one for me was... um, the one that's labeled is actually in the second page of my folder for custom MLPs and MLP resource. It's the one that's named Seaphone, and she's in the butterfly pose. Okay, let me get to the second page here. Oh, okay. That's really cute. She was one of the first the first ones I did, and she was the one that actually got me to modifying my designs on the fly. Because originally she was supposed to have gradient wings, and at the time I could not figure out a, a great way to do the wings and gradients. Well, I think you did a great job. The colors are beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I get questions on... What is her special? I've gotten questions before on what her special talent is because she doesn't have a normal symbol uh, design. Isn't it funny how, uh, even though the idea of a, a special talent being uh, related to the cutie mark has really only been specifically stated in the G4 uh, cartoon show and hinted at in the G3 cartoon mm-hmm. that like now everybody expects their special talent to be related to their cutie mark. Yeah. I mean, I didn't even think about it um when I designed her, so pretty much whatever her talent is is my talent. <laughs> well, I think her special talent is looking pretty because she definitely <laughs> does. Yep. I actually liked her like her design better in the G three version of her that I did. That one was another experiment with trying to use something other than the dolly hair scent to scent doll hair. Which almost ruined my whole hank of um blueberry muffin I think when I did that. Oh, I see uh, her as Seafoam in the G3. The G3 is really gorgeous. She looks very glamorous. <laughs> yeah, she was a, um, let's see here, which pony was that? Um, 
It's been so Tony, long baby, since I've Tony, baby, having a hard day. <laughs> it's been so long since I've looked at these ponies that um, I forget who they were right off the bat. I have to actually look at the pictures that of them just to remember which which ponies they were. And as soon as I see the pose, I'll actually know straight off hand um, who it was. Let's see. Pegasus pose. Silver glow. She was originally a silver glow who actually had a chunk of her wing missing. Oh, like you did a great job fixing her up. Yep, she was also my first experiment with epoxy skulls, which was only just to patch up that wing. My compliments to the sculptor is is, is what I have to say. Because if you hadn't told me that you had used epoxy sculpt to repair the wing, I would not have known. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that is that is really fantastic. And the colors that you chose for her are really quite elegant. <laughs> Yeah, I actually get, when I've done the digital versions of her, people think that the um, the blue and the green in her hair are the same color when they're not. It's hard to capture the colors that I used on her into a digital format. Well, and, and that's very true. I mean, digital is a hard medium to work with. I'm terrible at digital. I, I, I gave it a try. I, I'm terrible at it. But um, I have actually seen some of some of your other art in your gallery that is not specifically a custom pony. Like I've seen your pixel zigzag, which is adorable. <laughs> um, the sunflower you did for sourdough stomper. Mm -hmm. Your pixel morning glory, which is in the G2 sort of style and is absolutely adorable. Um, yep. I think you're... Hmm, hello. Hello. I think I just walked in Okay, I'm back. I'm sorry, but I I have no idea. It says I should have plenty of bars of service. I'm not entirely sure why uh, the call keeps dropping. Ooh. Yeah. So, it's the... Uh, I will be having words with Sprint later. <laughs> I don't blame you. I've had words with um with uh, some of our providers out here before. Though Verizon's been pretty good for us. Yeah. I'm up until recently I haven't had a problem with Sprint. It's just 
just in the last couple months or so. I don't know. I was going to say I love your G1 merry-go-round dancer blossom. Oh, yeah. I've had several people um, or a couple people actually ask me if I if I was going to do more of those in digital, and I just haven't gotten the time to try to redraw several of the first six G1 ponies in America Round Pose or Pony. Well, uh, if you're ever open for uh, for commissions, I may commission you for a set. <laughs> Well, or if we'll you see. make them available in uh, Canvas, I will buy them off of DeviantArt in Canvas form. Well, we'll have to see. But yeah, that is that's an excellent merry-go-round That's one of the ones that I've been wanting to do again for a while, and I just haven't had any inspiration of doing some of them. I actually wanted to try to make one piece with all six of them in a merry-go-round type scene, but it just hasn't came to me yet. Well, I I look forward to it, and I hope to see that merry-go-round pony as a available as a print on canvas at some <laughs> point in the future. Maybe. I've been more focusing on doing my conversions of uh, original My Little Pony art as far as G1 and G2 into pixels. Well, I saw you did an absolutely adorable sea pony. Uh-huh. Does she have a, a name, your adorable sea pony? Uh, you mean the one that's in um my title, Calm Deep? Yes. She used to have a name. Um, she used to be actually based off of a um neopen on Neopets, and I just ah. eventually, yeah, I eventually changed the design, and she's more towards the pony side of the spectrum. But I haven't thought of a new name for her yet. Well, I adore her. I think she is awesome. You really do have have a talent for digital art. I, I'm floored. <laughs> and here my brother said my, art, my digital art is probably more suited for coloring books, which I've actually seriously thought about. Give me an address, and I will send someone to make him an offer he can't refuse. <laughs> because I can only dream of doing such art with a computer. I think it's wonderful. Yep. Yeah, smack your brother for me later, will you? <laughs> I just wish I had more time to do it. Oh, what is that guy here in the background? 
Uh, that is Pony Pony husband chewing on Pony baby and Pony baby thinking it is hilarious. Okay, honey, honey, floor, floor, down, down, down. Not that I'm overprotective or anything. <laughs> All right, so let's see. Um, is there something on your customs, a symbol, a mark, or signature to let people know when a custom is one of your custom ponies? Um, I do mark the bottoms of the feet of my pony. Um, my old ones, I think I just put... SD and in the year, but now I'm doing more like XD underscore SD dash DC and the year. It's just something simple for me to write on the on their feet to make it easy for me to know what year and whatnot. I've actually tended to try to do like a call mark or something for some of my other ones, but eh, it doesn't. Kind of, it kind of doesn't. Yeah, I'm with you there. I don't have a symbol or anything. I just put Nikki Sukinoko on the bottom of the foot somewhere. Or in TC if it's a G4. Yeah, a little tiny the, the G4s are really um hard for me to find their feet half the time. Okay, and um, you've you've mentioned that you're in the middle of uh, customizing a big brother. Was he um, like in bait shape, or did you just decide that he needed a better uh, existence as a custom pony? You know, it's been so long that I don't even remember. Um, he probably ended up more in bait shape when I started working on him. Because I found out um, when I was trying to use the epoxy sculpt on him, um, I found out that motion, it yellows ponies, especially the white ponies. It yellows them. Uh, so I had to do. So that wasn't fun at all. So lotion yellows white ponies? Mm-hmm. Oh. Well, I assumed it was the brand of lotion I used, but I don't take my chances anymore. If I have to smooth a pony out with epoxy, I'll only use it if it's um, one I'm going to do a full body repaint on. Gotcha. So what brand of lotion were you using? It was actually that Dollar General baby lotion. I had gotten a big bottle from an elderly lady that she had extra items and she just gave it to me. Well, that should, that, that's interesting to know because I know a lot of us out there use uh, use epoxy sculpts for things. Yeah, I think um, most of them, from what I've seen, use it and do a full body repaint or something anyway, so it doesn't matter. I've tried with epoxy sculpts doing 
using the lotion, using water, and using rubbing alcohol. Um, I'll use all three if I have, depending on what the case is, what the, what I'm doing. Usually, I only use the I only use the water if I'm filling in eyes on a uh, like a baby by eye pony or one of the TE ponies. And what's what's your favorite custom pony that you've done out of all the custom ponies you've done? Oh, that is a hard one to ask. As you can tell, since I keep most of my customs, because I like them. Um, ooh. I say right now my favorite custom that I've done is Summer Wing Dancing Butterflies. Okay, let me see if I can sign that one. Oh, there it is. Right there, front. Oh, that's beautiful. Oh, I can see why she's your favorite. Yeah. She, I love the Summer Wing and Windy Wing ponies. They're they're some of my favorite G ones and since Dancing Butterflies was my one of my first G ones when I was a kid, it made sense to go ahead and do that one. And they fit. Summer wing ponies are butterfly ponies. Dancing butterfly is a butterfly type pony of sorts. Exactly. Well and and, and I mean I was going to say that the name Dancing Butterfly sort of lends itself to uh being a windy wing or a summer wing pony. Mhm. Oh, that's just beautiful. That the hardest thing to do on that pony, other than the symbol, was those wings. Now, were those wings that you bought from some place, or did you make them? I actually made them. I used um, part of the really nice. I used part of the tutorial that um, Pop Girl did, except instead of cutting in half, I had to figure out how to keep the center strip that goes inside the um, the back uh, intact. And my method of doing it had me ruining about three to four different pairs of butterfly wings. Well, I think in the end, it was worth it because that's a beautiful pony. Mm -hmm. The thing about her is that I know some people who do butterfly wings, they'll put um, that that film between them. I don't have access to that film except for eBay. So my alternative for that was to actually use... um, Rolex. So she does have some shimmer on her wings. Huh. Well, that's a clever way to get around not having access to the film. It's not the same texture or shimmer, but it does the trick. Well, I agree. It looks lovely. And uh, so... 
wrong button. <laughs> Lost my place. My questions. All right. So as a customizer, what do you feel is integral to the work of a customizer or a pony artist? Um, that is, I guess it would depend on the person who's customizing. Personally for me, um, I said, uh, i got to find my answer for that. Oh. I said um, having an idea of what you're doing, having your vision, and the creativity to do it and bring it uh, to life in a sense. Um, that's just my personal idea on it. If you don't have a vision of what you're doing, sometimes it doesn't help in the direction you're trying to go, unless you're trying to experiment, then I guess anything can happen. <laughs> well, have you ever had like a vision of where you wanted to go and then as you were working on the pony, the pony decided that she wanted to be something different? Actually, yes, I have. Um, I Like what is that first pony that I did, I mentioned that my vision, she had gradient, she had a slightly different design ended up um, in the end with the design I had. Um, initially, I don't think I used spots in her. Uh, towards the end, I ended up using the spots. And then, like, um, I think Celine was actually one of those that I had an initial vision for. She originally was supposed to have translucent wings. Didn't get to do that, but when I, the end result still ended up close to what I had wanted. Diaper. All right, so, oh, where was I on my list of questions? How has your customizing changed over the years that you've been doing this since like when you started versus what you do now? Um, I think for the most part some of my designs got a little bit more elegant but still simple in a sense. Um, really, I don't, other than the fact that I got better, I don't see much of a change in my ideas of what I'm doing. But then gotcha. somebody might look at my my old customs and look at my newer customs and see what changes are there. Well, I mean, you can, you know, see a significant improvement from, like, the G1C foam to the G3C foam and mm -hmm. things like that. Um, yeah. You're... you're your touch with the pony is definitely growing and evolving with mm -hmm. experience. Yep. And uh, 
And the next question is rather controversial. We've had various different answers over the years. But um, do you think there should be a book about pony customizing, the how-tos and why-fors of it all? I actually say yes and no. So I'm in between on that because, um, yeah, like you said, it's a controversial type thing. What works for one person won't work for another person. Um, like, like I mentioned with doing butterfly wings, using the film in between the wings wouldn't work for me, but I found another solution to that. And I would probably add that to, oh, you can do this instead of this, and somebody might not agree with that either. Um, but a lot of the information that is in tutorials um, is repeat information. So like rehair tutorials, although there's various ways of doing it, it's all nearly the same information. Gotcha. So would it be safe to say that maybe it would be nice to have the basic tutorials that we've all seen in a book? Yeah, I but I with some mentioning that it is that if if there is a different way that you prefer, you should totally go for it. Yeah, I would think that uh, a basic um, on it would be would suffice. Um, like how to take apart a pony, how to remove symbols, how to repaint. Um, well, the repainting can also be subjective because there's various ways of doing that. But like taking apart a pony, taking out the hair rehairing the pony, um, just various things that are basic need to know on customizing. Nothing too intricate like how to do wings or how to create um, feathering on hooves, although I've seen those tutorials. But yeah, just a good list of, you know, if you wanted to sit down and customize a pony today, Here's the list of tools that you could use for your basic rehair paint a symbol. Yeah, basic, just basic. Um, and hey, I've seen people who done who customize ponies that left a lot of the default stuff on, like the hair and the eyes, and just repainted the symbol. And that does typically count a lot of the time. Like, say taking that G4 um, rainbow rarity, whatever she's called now, the styling size, just taking off her symbol pretty much and putting on a new symbol on her, and you can say that she's in this, it's a completely different pony almost. Well, you know, I have actually, uh, I've seen a couple ponies, and I've done a couple ponies myself where, um, I've just basically repainted the symbol, left the hair, um, and yeah. the eye. I was mm -hmm. doing a, a baby pony of Peachy, and I had a baby, an extra baby cotton candy that just, like, the symbol was worn, but everything else was great. So, yeah. off the spots came, and on the hearts went, and... And, yeah, and, so see, and it works. See, that would count for basic customization without any bells and whistles. 
as some would say. That's, uh, you know, probably your most basic custom pony is, is you know, that right there. Yeah. Another thing that would have been would be great to add to a customizer's web, uh, book is a list of maybe possible types of hair you can use. And I considered doing this on an online version, saying, okay, these are the basic ones that most people use, but you can also find other substitutions locally where you live instead of having to go online. I know somebody's done something similar, but it just depends on what somebody's looking at. It's so like indeed, I look maybe at... It may be safe to say that even once you learn the basics, you should always be willing to experiment and go forth and try a new idea. Yeah. That's like with the idea of I've seen various types of hair for a pony that uses basic methods but different materials for rehairing. Uh, like I've seen yarn hair, I've seen embroidery hair. Uh, I even think I've seen somebody do hair made out of nails, but that was specific to that theme of that pony. Oh, yeah, I think I've seen that pony. That I haven't seen it for a while. I think that's an older custom. but Yeah, that um, is an older custom. But that was, uh, that was actually a really compelling design, though, because... The, it was a pony that was met, like the theme was like something that should be harmless like a child's toy and having some element of it be dangerous. Yeah. Or something. And uh, but, have you ever, uh, like you have like a favorite or most inspirational place in, like, Ponyland, Equestria, that, like, you sometimes visualize for inspiration for your customs? Like, mm-hmm. gee, you know, if I was a pony in Cloudsdale, I would look like this. Well, at some point I did visualize the G4 Ponyland, but I went straight back to my... G1 or my own personal pony world in a lot of cases. The G4 is fine for some people, not for me. There's just some elements in it that kind of made me go, huh? Which would be the same case for some other people. But I think mostly I'd go, I'd go back to the first original Ponyland that G1 was errored in. Well, then what's your favorite place in G1 Ponyland? Oh, that is so hard to explore, hard to figure out because even though I, um, my only real knowledge of being there is around Paradise Estate, um, only because most of the shows that I've seen was around that location. Um and I have tried going back to see some of the other um, episodes of that, but I think I always go back to Paradise Estate. Yeah, I have that same sort of feeling for the uh, 
G1 Dream Castle. That's my home in Ponyland. Yeah. I've never seen the G3 cartoons, so really for me it was either G1 or G1 Ponytails or My Little Pony Friendship is Magic. And I feel that I would rather be in the original G1 land. I've only seen one episode of the G3 My Little Pony show, and it seemed to take place in a nursery, and they all seemed to be baby ponies. Of even I, I don't know. I, all I know is that there didn't seem to be much of a story, and there was a lot of singing and let's, yay, let's oh, have a party sort of thing going on. Oh, boy. Yeah, I could say that. I could say that singing. Uh, when cartoons get more into singing, you feel like it's probably a Broadway show or something. Something that's just oh la 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 la. Oh boy. Yeah, there was there was no antagonist. It was let's have a party, yay! And then they sing and dance for another fifteen minutes in between commercial breaks. Yeah, the um, that's what I liked about G1. I mean, not all the episodes had antagonists, antagonists, yeah, bad guys, but some of them did. I think most of the movies did. I think that's the ones I mostly hover around with the movies because that's what we had recorded on our um, VHS tapes at the time when I was younger. Yep. I will always remember that very first villain from the pilot episode. He was scary. I didn't actually see the um that one. The ones I've seen, and I think it was actually broken up into different episodes, was the end of Flutter Valley. And let's see here. Then there was another one that I guess you could have actually turned it into a movie if you combined all the episodes. Or it might have actually been a movie. I don't remember. But it had a... Oh, it was the Ghost of Paradise Estate, which was the start of oh, that yeah. set of episodes. Yeah, I remember that. And those are... That's actually... Other than the Flutter Valley one, that's actually the only other My Little Pony... And, well, I had My Little Pony Tales. I had some of those. But that was one of the few My Little Pony episodes from the G1 era that I actually still had. Yeah, I I have all I have left of My Little Pony, the the cartoon from the from the 80s, is I've got My Little Pony the movie and then My Little Pony, the end of Flutter Valley, because to me they're kind of connected. Yeah. Those two, I probably would like to see if I can find if they miss, if they find the DVDs. Um, I think I've seen them on Amazon a couple times, but those are I'm those are some of the few that I would love to watch again, either for nostalgic reasons or just to see if I still have the same. Oh, I like this. I like when I had a, when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. 
I I would like to have more of the ones from the 1980s. I I really liked. I mean, of course, that's what I grew up with. So of course, I liked it. But I really enjoyed the 1980s yeah. cartoon. So, yeah, uh, I have. Asked... Oh, go ahead. <laughs> Somebody sounds like she wants addiction. Oh, yeah, she's, like I said, she's just kind of having a hard day. She's feeling a little insecure. Oh, give her a pony. Yeah, so even though Daddy Pony is fun, sooner or later we we'll, we got to come back to Mommy Pony. Yep. <laughs> Oh, does somebody need to eat again? Does somebody need to eat again? Maybe. All right. So as you were saying. I don't even remember what I was saying. <laughs> That's funny. I often don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, got distracted. All right. Well, uh, what research do you do, if any, before starting a custom pony piece? Um, let's see. What research? Well, usually on how to draw some of my ideas for symbol work as well as colors and what materials I'll be using. I usually do look back at some of my old customs, or I'll look at other customs just to get some sort of idea for an idea that I'm working on. Um, currently, right now, I was looking into or researching on using watercolor pencils for doing my symbol work instead of using paint. And I got that idea from... Um, people who do face-ups on ball-jointed, ball-jointed dolls. Oh, huh. that's really interesting. Yep. I currently have yeah. one uh, G3.5 Seiki that is in a work-in-progress stage that I'm actually using the watercolor pencils to do her simple work and trying to do her eyes, but I kind of messed up with the eyes a little bit. So I have to go back and see about fixing those. Well, I look forward to seeing it when it's all done. I'm looking forward to seeing how well I did with it when I'm done. Because oh, it's one of those things that, have an, that has an organic symbol that I'm not used to drawing at all. Well, it's a simple symbol, but I'm not used to drawing certain things as far as from nature. Um, she's actually got a mushroom symbol design, and it's not like um, the same type of mushrooms that's put on to that was put onto G3s or that one G3. But I actually had to research on how, or look up how to draw a mushroom. Well, that's a uh 
not uncommon. I I often have to look up like if I'm going to be drawing something that I haven't drawn a bajillion times, I'll look for some visual reference to kind of yeah. inspire what I'm going to do. But yeah, but most of my research work is pretty much seeing what other people have done and seeing how I can translate that into my own style and everything. Um, and like with the material, I looked up the like with the ribbon hair. I had to figure out, do a little bit of research on how to do certain things that I wanted to do when I can't find certain types of ribbon for certain projects. Well, it sounds like you uh, put a lot of thought into the designs that you come up with. I try to. If do you I ever... Uh, does it ever happen like the reverse where like you just kind of sit down to a pony and kind of free form? Like just um, let the paintbrush do the walking? Mm. Well, I haven't actually tried that 100% yet. Um, I will eventually try that though. Um most of my ponies that I've done, pretty much I try to draw out a design first, and then as I work on the design, it just changes and changes eventually. Sometimes it's not the same pony. And sometimes it's similar to my initial vision. Mike, um, let's see here. I think my pumpkin pony was actually one that I just said, Okay, let me just see what I can come up with with this color scheme. Well, that's a really neat way to go about it, though, I think. Mm-hmm. Yep. If it's not a, um, if I don't get a design thought of up, I'll try doing, seeing what I come up with a, with a color scheme. And eventually, sometimes I'll get something I like, and sometimes I'll get something I don't like. Yep, I've thought about, you know, going through my box of hair and looking at the hair and saying, okay, now what pony am I going to put with this hair color? Yeah, I can tell you this. Um, using the frayed ribbon, especially the patterned ribbon, will actually force me to think of designs around the hair material I'm using because, yes, you can do one design, but if your ribbon colors are not right or anything, uh, it doesn't work. At least to me, it doesn't. And I imagine with as much time as it takes to do ribbon hair that you'd want to make sure that you got the right design for that hair. Right. Um and right now I am trying to think of, I have a pony that's sitting here dismantled. It's actually a G1 pony. Um, I'm trying to think of a design for her using the ribbon hair and then some elements that she used to have. And it's not easy when you're trying to figure out, okay, how to do this, this, and this. 
and still keep the design looking nice. To some people it comes easy, to others it doesn't. Well, I'm sure in the end it'll turn out flawless. Yep. It's just one of those times that you trying to that if you're trying to design a specific thing around what their original elements were when they started out kind of makes you think and think of ways of doing certain things. Indeed. So, I mean, as a customizer, do you have like a long-term goal? Is it something you're hoping to make a full-time profession? Is it something you do just for fun because it fills your heart with joy? Um, at first, I wanted to be able to sell ponies, but now that I'm kind of, as I'm working on something, I'm finding more and more that I prefer doing customs just for a hobby and just for the fun of it. Um, now, every now and then, I might find that one, find somebody that I can do a swap with, and I did that with. I've only been in like two swaps that I've actually received another a pony from somebody else. Um, however, one of those swaps, swaps after like maybe half a year, I ended up getting back the pony I sent to one person. So she just kind of sticks with me now. Huh. So it was meant to be your pony all along. Yeah, pretty much. But I understand the circumstances of why she came back to me. Um, and I'm glad that she's, I know where she is and she's not somewhere on eBay uh, getting pawned off from person to person and eventually probably pawned off to somebody who doesn't like her design and tear her up. Yeah. That's probably my worst fear when it comes to my own customs that they get, that I send them or sell them to somebody and after X amount of time they get pawned off somewhere else and end up getting trashed. Yeah, I I have to say there, I, I, there's one custom out there of mine that I don't know where it went because the person who she got sent to got banned from the arena for selling a bunch of the customs that she um, commissioned or was supposed to be doing trades with mm. um, without giving proper credit to the artist who made them and uh. without fulfilling her ends of the trades and swaps and stuff. So yeah, one of the companies out there is out in the ether somewhere. Yeah, that's that's something that would always bug me. Actually, it bugged me for a while with one of the customs that I did. It was a G2 custom that I did for a swap. And the person kind of disappeared off of My Little Pony Arena and DeviantArt, and I said, man, I wish I knew what happened to that pony. I was glad to find out that the person that I 
did the swap with, she still has a pony, and she actually showed me where she keeps the pony, and I'm quite happy to see that the pony's still in the hands of the person I originally swapped with. Awesome. So as a customizer, what would you, have you ever felt angry as a customizer over, um, you know, someone you've worked with, um, someone that was supposed to be working with you, um, something in general that you've seen in the customizing community? Uh, repeat that first part of the question. I can't seem to get the volume up on my earpiece here, so it was hard to hear the first part of the question. Um, as a customizer, has there ever been anything in your years of customizing that's made you angry? Oh, um, other than my own work? Um, really, um, not 100%, I guess, mostly would be what actually annoys me instead of makes me angry is how sometimes people are not honest with um, how certain customs are done or the quality of some customs. Now, I've seen some people who have been vocal about how they felt about the customs they've received, but I think what just pretty much annoys me is when people sugarcoat um, what they really think about a custom. So and like I know they had wished for something different and didn't say anything at the time, but then later complained about it? Yeah. Um, yeah, pretty much that. Um, I, and for some people, like, I know the general rule is to be with new customizers. Pretty much um, be nice to them. Um, but I think you can still be nice and give them tips on what they can do to get better in their customizing. I agree. And that's generally when when I see some custom. Now, if I see a custom and I don't like it, I won't comment. I won't say anything. If I see a custom and I do like it, sometimes I comment, sometimes I won't. It's just how I think. If I uh, say something, I don't want to offend somebody else, and if I don't say something, I'm probably better off. But, but yeah, um, yeah, it's just one of those things that if I see somebody who actually did a custom and it technically is really bad, and it's not their first custom. Um, I would like to say something, but I don't want to sugarcoat it. But I don't want to sound like I'm being mean at the same time. And I think well, that's probably that's probably that's what so some hard on the internet do. to not yeah to effectively communicate what you're trying to communicate. Yeah. And I believe me, I've seen some customs that weren't first made custom or first customs by people that were technically pretty bad. And I, and I just see people just kind of 
sure could say it's a lovely custom and all that. And then there is, it just really depends. It's that area of being angry or annoyed is really subjective. And uh, have you ever had like just a really perfect moment in customizing where like when you're done with the pony um, or you get a pony in the mail and it's like everything you hoped and dreamed? Never. I can never? say that I've, I've never made a custom or received a custom that was what I exactly wanted. Um, I think the closest I've ever got to that perfect custom was to my personal custom. Now, and probably one swap custom, but that's because the the swap itself, um, I wasn't expecting a lot because it was the beginner section of the swap, I think. And... But I've only had two customs that I personally did that were not perfect, but still to as perfect as I can get to what I visualize. And one of them was that G1 uh, Dancing Butterflies custom. She's not perfect, but she is close to what I wanted as far as a perfect, a perfect pony. Well, and I think then the, the actual pony that I think, other than the one element on him, that was perfect that I got from a swap was actually a G2 text. And the only thing that I could consider, okay, two things I would consider that's not perfect on him is the um, the pose not one of my favorite poses, but it works, and probably um, the hat. But that's understandable. The hat is not an easy thing to make to a point. All right, and uh, so what is your strongest pony memory from childhood? Um, let me think on that one. Uh, strongest pony memory from childhood, I guess, would be my time playing with my uh, Betty by Eyes G1 Gusty. She's actually one of the few ponies that I had as a child that I played with more than most of some of my other ponies, although I played a lot with other things, but she was the one that I took pretty much. You know how kids take toys to the bath? She was the one that I took to the bath all the time. Usually when... You you have a fondness for the Betty by Eyes and particularly Betty by Eye Gusty? Pretty much. Um, not all the Betty by Eyes. I think my favorites are really the unicorns because they don't look as weird in the eyes. Uh, 
Fred? A little help? <laughs> okay. Pony husband? A little help? Pony baby made a pony diaper. Uh-oh. She made a sneaky pie. Yeah. <laughs> She's uh, functioning within normal parameters. <laughs> As all babies should. Or as normal as the parameters are for babies. Yes. And so if you had a superpower as a customizer, what would your superpower be? Oh, boy. I think my superpower would be would be to get perfect eyes on a pony. I, the one thing that I really wish if I had a superpower would be just to get perfect eyes or perfect symbols, just a perfect paint job in general. Either that or just, you know, that's not my finger and there's the customer in front of me. Both sound like like useful powers to have. <laughs> and uh, so, have you had, what are the most memorable responses you've had to your work so far? Do you have any, um, like, responses that really stood out? Let's see. My most memorable responses? I think it was from a friend on DeviantArt that isn't on MLP Arena. Um, one thing that she does is when she actually finally gets around to replying to artwork that's been posted or comments, she goes out and does a really nice long comment. And a lot of the time it's just one of those kind of comments that makes you glad that somebody actually doesn't think oh, what a nice custom, yada, yada, yada. Um, they actually think, plan, they actually say what they feel when they see those pieces. And it just makes, it's one of those things that I appreciate a lot. Mostly because when I do my work, I usually, um, at first, I'm happy about it, then I'm down about it, and I start criticizing myself on a lot of things. Like, what do you find that you criticized yourself on? Like the um, paint job, the hairstyle, or? Yeah, I think it's mostly the paint job. Um, mostly when it comes to doing eyes and symbol work. Um, I wish when it comes to doing those elements in the end after a while I start criticizing my technique and how I do things and it's just something that I've missed that always comes up when I try something I look at it after a while and say man I wish I could have done something or man I wish I had a more steady hand and well, I have to tell you that, like, your um, Aluma, your pumpkin pony, 
Mm-hmm. His job to me looks flawless. The the shadowing yeah. on the pumpkin is very realistic. The eyes look alert and detailed. I wouldn't be able to find fault with that. Well, she was actually, there is one fault with her, and nobody would actually notice it from the picture, but she was originally dyed orange. And the when I found out that G4s get plastic burned from the factory and it kind of ruins the custom for me, I ended up going ahead and doing a full-body repaint on her. Um, however, I could not get the dye to stop seeping through, so it kind of made the orange a little more orange, but it went right through the paint as soon as I put that sealer on. And it took a little while for it to do it with the eyes, but the eyes now have a little tint of orange in the white, but it's not as noticeable. Um, now, with her, as far as how the symbol goes, I actually, when I was painting that, I said, you know what? Let's not try to go with something uh, smooth and perfect. Let's just try and go with an actual painting style, which a lot of paint, if you look at a lot of original canvas artwork, there's rough strokes and whatnot in the paintwork. And that's what I was aiming for with her. It's not perfect in some areas, but... It's not something that, I mean, she was one of the few that I didn't really criticize that much because I was trying, I wasn't trying to do something that I normally try, which was getting smooth symbols and smooth eyes and everything. She was just one that I said, okay, let's just roll with it. And really... Great. Really, the dye job was really wise. Said, "Let's just roll with it," because I knew that she was going to bleed through in the end. You know, I have to say, I if you had not told me that, I would not know that about that pony because to me, this looks pristine. She's actually one of you, pony. So realistic. She's actually one of the few ponies my mom actually said she liked, which is actually a huge compliment for me because my mom does not usually say these things about my um, pony artwork. And when she says that she liked something, then that was definitely a yay thumbs up, my job is done with this pony. Yeah, I can see I can see why your mom would like this. I like this pony. It it is like I said, to me this looks flawless. Like anybody would could, be proud to have this in their collection. And if I could make her again, I would and just say go with it. Just roll with it. Well, maybe that's some good advice to pass on to new customizers. Just roll with it. Mhm. That probably is one of the best. Fantastic. That's one of the best things that you could probably do is when something is not going how you want it, roll with it. It's like when I've seen people who've asked about 
dyeing ponies uh, another color, color, and some people are trying to dye the G4s. It's not impossible to dye them, but I have my experience with dye jobs and then not liking them in the end, having to do falsify repaints. If I know what's going to happen in the end, I'm going to say just roll with it because I can't stop it. So just keep going with it. Excellent advice for new and old customizers alike. You know, I've heard a lot of customizers who get really hard on themselves sometimes about their work. And, you know, sometimes you just got to roll with it. Yep. I've actually gotten to the point with, a cust- with some customers that at a certain point in the work, I'll look at it and I'll mess up and I end up having to redo the whole custom. I have one that's sitting on my one of my workstations, a.k.a. my dresser, um, that the body is fine and everything. The symbol work could be better, but I messed up with the head and the eye work too much that when I tried to fix the eyes, it just took the paint off the head and I had to just really strip down that part of the pony. I'm going to have to strip down the whole pony again because... I'm a, I'm when I did her I did the airbrush and um I started to go back to not using the airbrush cuz it's coming a hassle for me. What kind of airbrush do you use? I actually bought one from Harbor Freight. It's a oh it's actually not an expensive airbrush. It's like one that you can get in the twenty to thirty dollar range. I think it was actually around twenty dollars. And I got the air compressor from Sutherland on sale. And they both work fine. The fact that I have a habit of leaving paint in the jar and leaving the airbrush to sit and then I have to do a really hard clean before I can even use it. And generally when I start doing the airbrush work, I do one layer, have to leave it sit, do another layer, have to leave it sit, and it just kind of affects my airbrush after a while with paint drying up on the inside. And then once I finally get done with the airbrush work, I don't want to touch the custom again after a while. So now I have a Harbor Freight airbrush myself, and I have to say my biggest complaint with the Harbor Freight airbrush is I don't seem to be able to find any, like, nozzle tips for it. So, like, I'm just stuck with the one it comes with. Is that something you found with uh, using the Harbor Freight airbrush? I've actually not had to replace any parts. Um, The only thing I've had to replace was the jars that go with them which is not hard as long as I keep the original cap for one of for the jar. Sometimes I can just replace it easily. But my airbrush came with a one of those cups and I can't figure out how it sits because the way the brush is made the way it's made, if I put the cup where the jar usually goes, it hits the air hose and won't fit into the spot that it's supposed to fit. 
So it's, and I know some people just like to use the cup because they don't use quite as much paint. I've never figured out how to use the cup at all. Neither did I. I have no idea how that little thing's supposed to work. But I don't nope. like my Harbor Freight paintbrush because it, it's got a 0.35 millimeter tip and all my paints are set for a 0.5 millimeter and by the time I get it all watered down to the consistency, it doesn't sit on the pony and I just get frustrated. Yeah, um, now I found with mine, I do have, even with the airbrush paint, I do have to water them down a little. But I find that after I do the first coat, even though it doesn't want to stick as well, um, usually about the second or third coat will stick. Or they all stick, it just doesn't look as blotchy or spongy. Um, I find that even with my regular hand painting full body repaint, that if I water it down too much, the first layer does not like to cooperate, but eventually it will. I actually have one pony that is a G4 that's sitting waiting for me to finish that I did a full body repaint with um, just a brush technique. And I can't even tell that she has brush strokes in her with how I did it. But now, saying that, if I do that with a white pony, I have a harder time doing that same technique because white takes a whole lot heck more to cover than a darker color. Gotcha. Do you ever use primer on your ponies, or do you just stick with the acrylic paint? Um, now, I don't use an actual primer. The only time I'll use what I consider a primer is still acrylic paint, but what I do is if I have to do a primer is if I'm going from a light color to a light color, or say similar colors like um, say I'm going from a bright pink pony to a softer, lighter pink pony. I have a hard time differentiating between certain shades when they're right next to each other. So I will put a base coat, maybe a layer or two of another color before putting my main color on. And that is especially true for when I have to do, say, like that uh, Daddy Apple Delight I mentioned earlier that turns yellow colors when I had used the lotion on him, I need to repaint him white, especially since he's stained. Well, I can't differentiate the old white from the new white, so I had to do a base color in another color so I can tell when I'm painting that I'm actually getting full coverage. Gotcha. It's just one of, and I've actually asked a couple people if they've done that. If they done like the, um, if they're going from one one shade of one color to another shade, if they actually do an in between layer to help to tell what color is what color, and I hear a lot of people don't do that, but I find for me it's helpful. Well, hey, you know, and that's that's part of the glory of customizing. I think is that, you know. There's the freedom to do what works for you. Mm-hmm. Yep. Though I find that when I'm trying to ask for advice with customs, um, 
either on both MLP Arena or on Facebook. They don't usually get too much attention. I think um, I've recently asked about doing custom plushies. Never got an answer on that. And this was one question that I probably will end up asking somebody that I know who I think she's still on the arena, but I have her on DeviantArt, so I can ask her straight there. But I don't know if she's going to give me an answer. Um, but, like, with design ideas or, say, like, I see people say, hey, show me this kind of custom. If I try to do that, I really don't get much showing up. Um and usually that's part of my research. If I'm trying to do, say, a custom with, oh, what was one of my more recent ones? I think it was gem symbols at some point. And I only got really a few hits on that. But I try to look for seeing what other people, what other people would give me as far as advice or ideas on what I can do with things. Um, not that I'm actually looking for an actual, hey, tell me how to do this, just an actual input on maybe if I just, for a design choice. And that's something that I think I picked up when I was in art classes before. You have to be, you get input from your cohorts around you on certain things that you're doing in your artwork. I, I, I've found that too, that a, a lot of time, like at least on the arena, if you ask a question about, you know, what do you think about this idea or how do you do this, it doesn't get a lot of response. And I'm not sure if that's because people just want to see the pretty ponies. They go, ooh, wow or if they know how to do it and they just don't want other people to move yeah. in on their territory, so to speak. But yeah, I really I feel like I wish people would share more. Yeah, I think there is some sort of reserve when it comes to customizers in some places. And I've seen some customizers who are willing just to give some advice Um one person, uh, I've seen some people ask her how she does her eyes. And she has done some posts on, well, she does it this way or this is how the designs usually look. And I know that for a fact she did a couple tutorials, but you pretty much have to buy them. She's not. Yeah. And then there's like some that just kind of, I guess it's a, reserved among people. I know there's been several, and I mean several people who've asked, how do you do pony clothes? And I've seen some people who've actually were willing to help, but there's been a lot, there's a lot of people who don't help, and it's mostly with the fabric clothes that people are asking. Um, and I haven't even asked this. And it's just kind of one of those things that It'll pop up, but you may not get your answer. And I know when I see somebody ask a question, I'll look at the question and see if I can help. Because if I know the answer, hey, I'm, I might as well get what I know. Oh, yeah. I 
if I know the answer to something, um, or if I know of like a trick that's worked for me, like if someone says I'm really struggling with the needle and thread rehairing mm -hmm. method, why is it not working? You know, yeah. I'm more than happy to chime in and say, have you considered using 12-pound test fishing line? Mm-hmm. I I know that um one point when I was struggling with um with paint coverage, somebody um on Facebook, I think it was Shannon, mentioned, Hey, why don't you ask uh, so and so? And I did ask them and they did give me some tips on how to on some how to make paint smoother. Granted, uh, when I tried it, I ended up still redoing, starting to redo the custom anyway, but it was nice to find somebody who actually was willing to give tips on certain things that maybe some other people won't give tips on. I agree. It's, it's nice when, when, you know, people are willing to share their experiences. You know, because I think ponies should be a way to bring us all together. Yeah. But that's just my school of thought on the whole thing. Mm -hmm. And that's part of the reason why when I started doing the ribbon hair, I got a lot of people who said they were interested in tutorial. Now, I am willing to do the tutorial. I'm willing to tell people what I did with the hair. However, like I said, um, I'm not comfortable with getting out that information until I find out if that one person that I've used the tutorial, their tutorial, if they say, yeah, sure, go ahead. Because even though they're kind of different tutorials, the core on how to start it off is the same. Well, but maybe you could point people in the direction of that tutorial. Yeah, and I've pointed a couple people in that, that direction. And... I actually, um, the person that did the tutorial, she saw my um, my build a bear pony, and she all she uh, she asked if she can link that as a um, as a example on how on what that tutorial was used for, and I said sure. Now, granted, I didn't get any more comments or favorites from that, but hey, that's fine with me. It was an example that I think she was waiting for somebody to use the tutorial for something, and I did. Um, now, I might, I still may use the do the tutorial and post it and give her credit for the basics that I used for it, and if she says take it down or not, then that's up to her. If she says take it down, I'll take it down. Well, that's that's very honorable, I think. You know, that's another thing that that I find is hard to find on the internet anymore. You know, in the golden days of internet, you know, 10, 15 years ago, people were all about, you know, giving credit for things that they found on the internet, you know, linking to you know, whoever they got, you know, a picture or an idea from. And, you know, everybody had a links page on their website, you know. Mm -hmm. And it seems like Medikit has kind of gone down the tube. <laughs> yeah. But as long as there's some people who still want to do that, 
that's fine by me. It just shows how honest some people are. I agree. That's like so, when well, we'll I... I was just going to say, we're getting close to the end of our show, so I just wanted to cap off with uh, what profound bit of wisdom can you pass on to our viewers about ponies and customizing and life as an artist before we head well, out? Well, I can, I can say about how I probably already said it, but I'm going to say it again. Um, first part of it, go give up. Second part, if something doesn't go how you start planning off, just roll with it. Because you're definitely going to be probably a lot happier if you just roll with it instead of criticizing yourself on, I wish it went like this instead. Well, I think that is a really good bit of advice. I mean, in in the time we've done interviews on the show, we've gotten some some real key bits of advice that that I... I think it's good that we're passing that on to to listeners and and to other artists. And and one is what you said, which is, you know, if it's not going how you wanted it to, just roll with it. And the other Mm -hmm. one was said by uh, Rubna, who said, be willing to think outside the box and experiment. You never know what you're going to find that really works. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. You're definitely going to be a lot happier with your work in the end. Well, I want to thank you very, very much for coming on the show today and for sharing your beautiful customs with us and uh, just being so flexible on your on your schedule. No problem. I mean, I actually got off early yesterday and I said, okay, I'm ready to do this. And then, bam, we have to reschedule anyway. So my schedule's pretty much the same all week round except for the weekends or when I actually have another day off. Well, and again, I I do apologize for it not working out yesterday. I, by the time I realized that the show hadn't been properly scheduled, um, it was just... You know, I was, because I've never actually scheduled the show myself before. <laughs> yeah. No, well, it, it ended up say, being easier to schedule it for today. Well, I could say, hey, we just rolled with it. When it didn't work out, we rolled with it and rescheduled, and hey, it worked out. I agree. All right, well, that is... Uh, about the end of our show, so I want to thank you for coming on to My Little Pony Talk, and I want to thank everyone who's going to download this later for listening in to this special Tuesday edition of My Little Pony Talk. This is Kim Ronald, and you have listened to Pony Talk. See you next week. Bye-bye. All right, so Pony Night Night. Pony Night Night.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.